So I greet you all in Jesus' name, and I'm so excited to be here and worshiping with you. That was awesome. You know, I'm I'm a kind of a person who really wants to worship God because we are living to worship Him. Hallelujah. And uh, I won't get tired saying thank you um, to Pastor Andy for his trust and love, and to you guys. I'm always feeling loved. As I told you at the beginning, it's not easy to find people who loves you. It's easy for you to love sometimes, but to find people loving you, it's not easy. So whenever you get a chance finding people who loves you, you must catch that. So that's why I'm holding that. <laughs> that's good. So um, I have a message today, a very simple message. It won't take us too much time, very short time, but I want to get to the point. Hallelujah. And the message is the power of a nickname. The power of a nickname. Nickname. That's amazing. <laughs> we all know nicknames are funny and things like that. But today I want to take it so serious. So for us to talk about the nickname, let's start with the name. The name is the identity of a person. You see, yeah, when they pull you over by police, they ask you for your last name. They ask you for things like that, just to identify you. Exactly. So, it's a public identity. That's the name. It's a public identity. Because whenever you meet with someone, you ask him, what's your name? That's the first thing. And I love you in America. People are so gentle. You, you can't just come and start talking. People come and say, I'm fierce. That's what we, we do here in America, us Americans. <laughs> we do that. Amen. That's good. It's just a way to identify someone. But a nickname is someone, something which is more private. Did you get that? The name itself is public. It's a public identity. But a nickname, it's a private name. It's not everyone calling nick nicknames, but private people. Amen. So, this message, what or why am I bringing this kind of a message? It's after what I've seen. I've seen three things, and I want to talk or speak about this message because of these three things. The first thing is the disagreement between believers or among believers. There's a big disagreement. I'll give you a simple example. Did you ever get a chance to talk with Jehovah's Witnesses? Right. So those people, they take all their time to convince you that the name of God is Jehovah. Right? But you see other Christians who tell them, no, it's not Jehovah, it's Yeshua. Have you ever noticed that? So there's there's a disagreement. We don't agree. These one are saying it's Jehovah. These one are saying it's Yehovah. Others are saying it's Yeshua. Amen. So we don't agree. Even, even though we all believe in God, but that simple thing, the name, is creating problems. And they took even that name to become like their name. And they are calling themselves Jehovah's Witnesses. So they are forcing you. Whenever you get a chance to talk to them, they'll be like, do you know the name of God? And if you say the name of God is Jesus, they'll be like, no, Jesus is the Son of God. He's not God. And they'll force you to 
accept that the name of God is Jehovah. And you see, believers or Christians are being divided because of that simple thing, the name. Secondly, there's that imitation in the church. About names, we see so many funny things. I remember at the beginning of this year, we had some papers where Pastor Andy took his time to put the name of God, the names of God there, to help us understanding. So I'll give you a simple example. Christy, what's Jehovah? Let me check what I write here. What's Jehovah Sabaoth mean? Thank you. I didn't do this to embarrass you. But I did this for a reason. You see what is happening? It's not only Christy. It's maybe all of us here. If I take Jehovah Un, Jehovah Chikeno, someone will be like, what? Chikeno, Chikeno, Chikeno. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see? Imitation. It means this. People in the church, they're like, if they hear me, they say, oh, this, this one is a pastor. Pastor Fis is praying. Then I say, oh, Jehovah Sabaoth. Christy will take that. Oh, Jehovah Sabaoth. But not knowing the meaning of that. Imitation. And we see this often in the church. So many people, they are just using names, not knowing the meaning. And it's dangerous. Whenever you don't know something, don't use it. Are you with me, church? This is the second thing I've seen in the church. I think you have seen that too. I say the first one is the disagreements between Christians about the names or the name. The second one is imitation. People that are just borrowing names because they hear or they heard someone using the names, they use it too, not knowing the meaning. Very dangerous. And the third thing is what I call lack of intimacy. Is it that? Intimacy. In the church, we don't have a special relation with God. We don't have that, are you calling it? Intimacy, right? We don't have that. And it's very hard for us to reach to a certain point when we are founding ourselves in these three things. We have a long list of things, but you know, we are church. We can't take all the things of the world and bring them here. I just took three. And you can agree with me that it's right. First of all, disagreement of names. We can see this every day. Secondly, imitation. Please don't forget. I love you because you're so smart. You won't forget this. And the third one is lack of intimacy. Right? So these three things has allowed me to bring this message. The power of a nickname. Listen, I'll give you an example. In the intimacy, I saw three things. I wrote them down. First of all, there is knowledge. It means people, among two people who have intimacy, there's a knowledge. They know one another. They know each other. Exactly. Hello? First of all, they know each other. Secondly, there's that freedom between those two people. There's freedom. That's why you see sometimes, if we're, even in this church, I don't say we hate one another. We love one another, but with different levels. There are people who are so close, but others are close, but not so close. It means if there's a problem, people may know me and Bill, we are so close. And they won't send Jeff to go to Bill. They'll come to me and say, hey, Fis, I think you and Bill, 
you're in a good shape. Can you go and tell Bill about this? We have seen this even in our families. It's that way. Brothers and sisters, but you see, two are cooperating so good. And if there's any problem, they'll send one of them. Go talk to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the third one, to be the last, there's that confidence between those two people. It means whenever people are sending me to go to Bill, I'm so sure that he will listen to me. What a good message. I love it. Hallelujah. So me who is going to talk to Bill, I have that freedom. He has that freedom to receive me as well. But also, I'm so sure that he will listen to me. And other people are sure too that he will listen to me. That's why they're sending me. So it's a question to ask to you and me. Do we know God? Do we know God? If yes, good. Secondly, do we have the freedom to go to him? Can people send us to him? Because they are sure that you, we think you are, you are very good <laughs> in your relation with God. Ah, we got Jesus. That's a good point. But I'm talking about the personal relation, even with Jesus. How is that relation? Good or bad? It's a simple question. I don't need the answer from you. You can keep that for you. And the last one, are you sure? Do you have that confidence? That's when you're going to God, he will listen to you. Those are the three things to help us whenever we are dealing with this topic, this kind of messages. Nicknames come from this kind of relationship. I'm here, you all know me as a Fisekanga, right? But there's some, there are some people, if they come here, they won't call me Pastor Fisekanga. They'll call me a nickname. But those people are only the people who are close to me. People who know me. People who have that freedom. They know if I call him that name, he won't turn and slap me. People who have that confidence. Whenever they are calling me, they know that I will respond. When I started music, I was playing circular music. I found a drummer player. He was so proud. Proud of pride. Proud. Yeah, because I had a problem with my wife. She's there to correct me. Not pride, it's proud. <laughs> Amen. But I'm improving English. Amen. So, I found that guy was so proud. He was coming whenever he wants for practice. So when I came, I was a machine. I was really beating drums. Because here, you know, we are Christian, we put some softness. But when we are the other side, you find people are smoking marijuana, people are just drunk. So we are doing things in that way. And I had, I was young, very young by that time. And I start playing, the guy couldn't take it. He ran away. And I was the master of the place now. <laughs> I was doing it very good. And those people, they were so excited and they gave me a nickname. Do you want it? They are calling me transistor. It's a piece in the radio. Are you calling it Tra transistor? I never even checked about that. But I love the name. So, it's only because I'm telling you. But if I couldn't tell you, nobody could know that. But if by mistake I'm just going on my way and I hear someone screaming, transistor! 
Right away, I would turn and say, no, this person must know me. And he must know me for a very long, 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 long time. <laughs> he must know me by the time I was playing music that way. Amen. And I would turn, I would know that this person is so close to me. Amen. You all can call me Fisekanga. But whenever that person will call me Transistor, I'm telling you the truth, all my attention will turn to that person. Hallelujah. Can you just clap for God? Yeah. I don't want you to sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. So my wife, because of the relationship I'm having with my wife, she's not calling me Fizz. She's not calling me Transistor. But she has a name. So that name I won't tell you. I keep for her. It's the same thing in our marriages, in our relationship. Because the relation is so deep, it's so good, we give names. Hallelujah. These are nicknames. But you see how powerful they are. They can call you your own name, but you don't care. But when they call you a nickname, room. Where are we going? When you read in the Bible, in the book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 46, in the story of Bartimaeus, something like that. How are you calling him? Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, right? That man, everyone, when Jesus was passing by, everybody was calling him, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But this man didn't come with Jesus. He came with a nickname, son of David. Hallelujah. Everyone was saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But this man used his brain. He said, because everyone is calling him Jesus, if I say Jesus, he wants here. He came with something new. Son of David. Straight by the time Jesus was forced to turn his attention. Who is calling me this name? He was never called that name before. Actually, even Jesus himself, if you read the prophecy of Isaiah, they never mention his name as Jesus. They say his name is Emmanuel. Church, we have so many things to learn in the Bible. The Bible is so beautiful whenever you're learning. But because that is not my problem, one day we're going to talk about why it came from Emmanuel to Jesus. <laughs> it's another message. But for today, you see how important is it to do something different from all what people are doing. It's good for you to come with something new. And whenever you do that, you see something happening. As you see the story of this blind man. He was healed, I know, for so many reasons, but because also he called Jesus by another name from all the other names people were calling him. And if we read again in Luke chapter 22, verse 54, is the story of Peter. You know, when you are in a very good relationship with a person, you have codes, right? In our, some other houses, they don't, they don't talk. They don't speak. If you come, the father will just come and do this. And that's it. And all the house know what does it mean. Amen. You can come to someone and say, no, you know, I want this and this and this. And it's okay, you go to my wife. And when he's turning, he's looking at his wife and do this. The wife knows it's yes, if it's yes or no. But you, because you're a stranger, you won't know. That's why you see the story of Peter. When the rooster was, what? Crowing. 
For all the people, they were thinking it's a normal thing. It means it's 4 a.m. It means it's 5 a.m. But for Peter, that wasn't the case. For Peter, it was a message. Whenever you are in that intimacy with someone, you know things in a very different way than others. Church, I'm taking you somewhere. Thank you. <laughs> so in teaching this message, I'm not like uh, trying to discourage people on something, but I'm here to encourage people in something. And for this, I just want to teach and help the people to avoid two things and to seek for one thing. First of all, we must avoid this unfruitful discussion or debate about the name of God. Is Jehovah? Is Yeshua? We don't care. We don't care. What a Jehovah Yeshua means for me. What I need is what is in that name. That's it. Because we have different languages. There are other people who say Jesus. But the other people, they say Yeshua. Yesu. In Swahili, for example. You in English, you say Jesus. But me in Swahili, I won't say Jesu. I will say Yesu. So let's avoid this unfruitful discussion and debates. With Jehovah's Witness, when they come to me, his name is Jehovah. Yes, I agree. Secondly, let's avoid imitation. Whenever we don't know something, let's avoid. Let's not use it. And you see, the, most of the names in the Bible, they are written in the language of that time. And for them to translate it up to now, it had to pass through so many, many periods, and it's going by changing, 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 and what we have today maybe doesn't, doesn't mean even what it's, it's, it's used to mean. So if you keep on imitating people because you heard me saying Jehovah Sabaoth and you go to your prayer and you start Jehovah Sabaoth, it's powerless because you don't know the meaning of it. So let's not imitate. Let's stop imitating people. If someone is praying, is using names, good for him. But you, today, I'm going to teach you what you'll be doing. Amen. And the third thing, let's all seek. Let's seek for the intimacy with God. Let's have a knowledge, an appropriate name, uh, knowledge about God. If we seek for him, we're going to find him. Let's have that freedom to go. And the freedom is there already. Jesus brought that freedom. But because of sin, we are so, so, so guilty. We can't go to God. So let's cast out Tobiah. We have the freedom. Let's have that confidence. Because God is there. It's true. The Bible says whoever who is coming to God must put the first thing, must acknowledge that God does exist. God is there. God is real. Hallelujah. So as I told you, we won't take so much time. We go to the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 24. Here, I think I love this because Pastor Andy teached us last uh, Sunday. He just took it. He was preaching to, uh, about another message, the God of peace, something like that. But he took this message. And when we read this story, I know you're going to get a chance to read it. I said, Judges chapter 6, verse 24. Because we're going fast, I want us to go straight and read it and understand. If when, even when you go at home, you take your time and read it. It's the story of Gideon. Gideon found himself in a situation where uh, enemies were waiting for them. They will go and work so hard in their fields. 
enemies are watching them. They wait until the product of the field is coming, ready to eat. The enemies come. Chase them and take everything. For seven years, imagine. You just work hard, but the day of your salary, someone else is coming and taking your money and go. That was the situation. Things were not good. But at the very same time, Gideon found himself in a field trying to pick up some food before those people come and take everything. Or maybe they took everything, they were nothing, but he went at least there to get what he could get. That is the time God is coming to him and telling him, you are a strong man, you are a Nero. You go and deliver Israel. But what I love in this place is after all this conversation, Gideon had to build an altar for God and give a name to God. That's where the point is. That's where I took my message from. Is when Gideon, after experiencing something, after a very, very action between God and Gideon, Gideon had to build an altar and give God a name. So whenever God is giving, Gideon is giving God a name, that is not really the name of God, but it's a nickname because Gideon himself is giving to God this name. So church, giving God a name is not a sin. It's something we must be doing all the time. Hallelujah. Gideon gave a name to God. He said, the God of peace. After an action. So many names, if you read in the Bible, I'm not saying all of them, but most of them, they were given by people like you and me. The name we are fighting today. No, it's not Joshua. It's not, it's not this and this. People gave to God. So why don't you give a name to your God? Instead of going and trying to copy and paste. The way, that's why you call it in computers. Copy, paste. That's what we do. You just find someone saying, Jehovah Sabaoth, you take it and you start using it. You can give God a name. Gideon did that. Check in the Bible, you see most of the names people are giving God. Because every action we do can bring us a new name. In Africa, we have mothers who are selling things. They are selling tomatoes, they are selling uh, vegetables. And sometimes people don't call them the, their names. They are calling them the name of what they are doing. Tomatoes! People from Africa. Kweli <laughs> bongo. Because someone is selling tomatoes, the name may be Janine, but they don't call him Janine. They call him tomatoes. Because of what he or she is doing. So if us as men, we can give names to people because of what they are doing. Why don't we do that for God? The one who is doing better than men. You've seen a family between wife and husband, they're giving names. Oh, sweetie, Annie. Darling, all those nicknames we are giving to people who are going to fail us one day. What about God? Why don't we give names to God? Because when you give God a name, it's so meaningful. It's powerful than Jehovah Sabaoth, the name you don't understand. But the name you're giving to God by yourself has an impact, as a power. And God must be the only one having that name. So that whenever people will be like, Jesu, Jesu, Jesu. But you come and say, mm, God will forget about all of them and turn and look at you. I'm telling you the truth. I'll end my preaching today by my own story. 
I've been talking about Gideon after his own experience here to give God a name. But what about me? When I was two years, two years I repeat it, I was a small boy. And there was someone in our compound, it was at the village, because I was born in my village. And I think that is the reason why my mother and my father had to divorce, but they don't want to tell me the truth. But I get to understand this as I'm growing. When I was two years, my parents were careless because they just left me there. I don't know. But in our compound, there were a guy who came and started cutting palm. Do you know palm? Have you ever seen the, the palm tree? It's a very, very long tree. And someone was there trying to cut the palm. And me, as a little boy, I was like curious to see what was going on. Then I came under the tree and started watching him, doing what he was doing. So the guy cuts it, and after cutting, he wanted to put his machete, is it that? Machete back. He did a mistake, and he missed the place he was supposed to put it. And me, as that little boy, I was down the tree. And that machete come from there up to here. I repeat, two years with a machete. The very good one to cut a pound. Came from there up to my head. You can feel what you're feeling in your body. I'm at the village. Very bad place where there's no good medicine to heal me. I'm at the village where we don't have good doctors to treat me. I'm at the village where there's no big hospital to have a good surgery. I'm two years old. That means my bones are still not strong enough. But if you look at where this happened, this is the serious place of death. But that's the very same boy talking to you today. That's the very same boy who was supposed to die that day. Who is preaching today. That's the very same boy who is married today and is having two boys. What that is the same boy who is smart enough to read the Bible and understand it. Because with this, you become a fool or you lose your mind. Am I looking like someone who is not really thinking well? Very good. Isn't it a miracle? So do I need to use a name given by someone else for me to worship my God? Do you think so? Is it going to be serious for me to start using names I don't understand to worship God? It's not serious. What is serious is to call my God the God of my scar. How are you calling scar? And when I'm calling him the God of my scar, and when I'm worshiping him and I cry out to him, I can feel his power. Because I remember what he did to me. I remember where he took me when nobody could save me. Church, it's time for us to have intimacy with God. It's time for us to give God nicknames. The power of a nickname. Only people who have experienced something can give a nickname to God. I don't blame you if you don't give him a name. Maybe you've never seen anything from him. But for me, I will worship him. By a nickname. I will give him a name. Because he's worthy of that. I will give him a name. Whenever, wherever I found myself, I will give him a name. I'm not afraid of anything. Even though I don't have money, 
If I remember what he did to me, I know he's able to provide. This is what I experienced. What about you? Check your life, you'll see. God has done something. Your life is a testimony. Maybe me, this happened when I was two years. But you, maybe it's happened when you were old. But God's still doing something because he wants you to give him a name. That's a way of worshiping God by giving him a nickname, giving him a new name. He's worthy of that. He's wearing that from you. Hallelujah, church. That was my short message for today. I wanted to encourage people not to discourage you using the name of the Bible. No, that's not my intention. You are free to use them. They are good names. They're the name of God. But God himself didn't want to limit himself. That's why when Moses asked him, as you are sending me, if they ask me, what is your name? What was so difficult for God to tell him, my name is this, my name is John, my name is Francois. But God didn't tell him that. He said, who am I? Church, are you here? That's, imagine, I am. It's just a way to give us a chance for you to give God any name you want. Hallelujah. It's not a sin to give him a name. We give God a name according to what he has done. If he healed you from a sickness, call him the God of your healing. If God gave you a solution where you couldn't even expect it, call him my, the God of my solution. It's better than using the names you don't understand. May God bless you, church.